What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Sound Money Podcast. I am your host, Steve McGarry, where we explore everything about new businesses leveraging awesome new technology. And on this episode, I sit down with Gaurav Agawal, and he is the SVP of Growth at Molecule. And funny story about Molecule, my wife, Sarah, actually sent me a link to Molecule and said, we need to buy this immediately. And it, it really triggered me to reach out and connect with them and talk to them. So when I sat down with Gorov and we talked about, you know, his background in finance and the MIT Media Lab, we got a chance to dig into why Molecule is very special. And if you'll notice a little bit of a trend on the podcast, some of these businesses that I'm talking to are very much protective measures uh, for the future. And when we talk about clean air, it is a priority uh, for myself. Air purifying is something that is a ripe for disruption industry. And sitting down with Gorov, I learned more and more and more about why Molecule is the leader in the space because they are not only just cleaning the air and capturing it, they are destroying the different toxins that are in the air and turning it into, I believe it was water. So it's a very, very powerful concept of not just capturing the air toxins that are in your air that are coming off of you know your your table your chairs all the items that you're purchasing from stores that have toxins coming off of them it's not only you know capturing that it's destroying it which i find to be one of the biggest value propositions that you could possibly do when it comes to air purification and it is a very clean and cool design as well. So that has a lot to do with it. It looks like something straight off of the shelf from the Apple store when you go in there and you see all the different sleek designs that Johnny Ive has been working on for years and you know, down in the basement of Apple. It looks just like a clean design right off the shelf. So I want to make sure to give Gorov all the, the visibility that I can possibly do because it is important and everyone listening to this should emphasize the importance of air purification in their home, in their office, everywhere that you work, everywhere that you are. It's just important to, to realize that air purification is something that is a long-term issue. And with a lot of pollution and climate change and things like that coming into the picture full force now, we need to emphasize these things uh, in, in a big way and, and protect ourselves with clean air. And it's a priority. So Without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Gorov while he can walk through Molecule, the value proposition, their traction, and I'm sure that you guys are going to be as surprised as I am and impressed by Gorov and the idea of how fast they are growing. I am here with Gorov Agarwal, the VP of Growth at Molecule. How's it going, Gorov? Hi, Steve. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me here. Definitely, definitely. So a lot of people may not uh, know about Molecule. Actually, my wife showed me you guys, I want to oh. say like six months ago, she okay. sent me a link and said, we're buying one of these, which is <clears throat> fantastic. And air purifiers are just uh, almost like a, a thing of the past and they need to be brought into the future, which is what you guys are doing with yep. technology. And that was why I really wanted to connect with you and just kind of hear your story and your background, 
um, and what brought you to Molecule. So if you could just kind of start there and let everybody know uh, who you are and, and what your background is. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. So I'm Gaurav and I'm the SVP of Growth and Strategy at Molecule, recent changes, but yeah, it's, it's been an interesting ride so far. A little bit about me, I'm a strained in engineering, but I, my first job was in the finance industry in credit trading. So it was exciting. That's where I learned a lot of my skills that, I, that are directly applicable to growth. So I grew up in investment banking. I learned how to do a business, <clears throat> how to evaluate businesses, and then how to, how to spot trends and then make informed decisions based on that. After I did that, I, I ran customer development and product for, an, for a company that came out of MIT Media Lab. We were trying to make smart cameras. So after, after finance exposure, I I've been working in deep tech and hardware and trying to commercialize uh, deep science that, that have grown out of academia and laboratories and then trying to bring that to the world. So I spent a few years there. The company eventually went down because we were more of an R&D project than a product that's ready to be commercialized. And that's when I joined Molecule. And at Molecule, what we are doing is we are commercializing uh, this groundbreaking nanotechnology that can completely destroy and not collect. Instead of trying to trap pollutants, what this technology does is it completely destroys bacteria, viruses, mold spores, uh, organic gaseous compounds. Like think of the most microscopic stuff that's out there. It can, it can destroy that and it can break it down into carbon dioxide and water. So it destroys pollutants on a molecular scale. And the founder and the chief technologist to develop this he did this because his own son had asthma and allergy growing up. And, and Dr. Goswami is a renowned figure in the field of solar energy. So he said, why can't I use my own learning and my own technology to develop something that can destroy these pollutants in the air? So at Molecule, we are bringing this technology to the consumers. Our first product is a, is a hardware device. Uh, it's, a, it's a residential air purifier. You can put it in any place in your house. And, and it's, been, it's been so far we've generated stories where consumers have come back to us with life-changing results. Like they can finally sleep, their kids can, can go out and play, people are not missing work, people are not missing school. It's, it's, been, it's been a great ride so far. That's awesome. And when my wife originally sent me the link, I've noticed that the design, it was beautiful. I mean, it, it is something almost off the shelf from, uh, from Apple. I mean, it is, it is remarkable. So around the, the, the team, so if you guys yes. are checking in on you know, the podcast, you can hear us, but if you can't see, uh, basically Gaurav is in the server room. They're growing so fast. <laughs> you just have to quickly find a place to, to come in and, and chat. So we actually just on that, we just had our offsite yesterday. We came back from our team offsite uh-huh. and last year we were about 40, 45 people. And this year we are 150 to 160 people. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So three X that's yes. crazy. That's yes. crazy. And from, you know, your background in, in finance, which was a lot of, uh, you know, we speak the same speak. My background was in finance and uh-huh. I, it's really um, fun being part of rocket ships like that, where yeah. you're realizing that there's just cultural shifts coming in, in the business, like how important culture is in a, a business like that when you're trying to bring on so many people at the same time and be aware of high quality people that you're bringing in. Mm -hmm. So as far as like, um, what have you seen with the most important parts of newcomers coming into molecule, like, uh, with onboarding them into like, let's say the growth team, 
What's the most yeah. important thing you look for? So uh, is the question around what do we look for when we hire or is it about when we onboard them? What do we onboard them on? I would say like uh, a little bit, of, a little bit of both, maybe bit of both. Yeah. what you're, what you're looking for primarily, cause that can really resonate with a lot of people out there. This would sound a bit cliche actually, but it's, it's, and I, I don't mean it in the literal book sense, but mm-hmm. I guess values getting people who align with the company value at some point. So in my own experience, I was a, I was a doer. Then I was a, then I was doing too much. So from a, from a, from a very broad generalist to trying to become generalist and specialist, I've become a generalist again. And the truth is as the companies grow, what becomes more important is not what ideas you bring to the table. And it's a, it's an internal process. Everyone would have their own journey to get there, but it's about, what kind of processes have you created that allows other people to create better ideas than you could have come up with? Mm-hmm. And, and, and one of the most important things for you to do then is actually hire for values because you know, values are the scaffolding on top of which people you'll bring in people. And these are the people who would run systems and processes that would allow the company to scale. Yeah. So the truth is all of us will have to make ourselves redundant. Only then can we take on new challenges. And you make yourself redundant through systems and processes. And then you need to bring people who would fit into those systems and processes, which is where values are very important. So on the growth side, of course, I look for a few skills that are, that are on top of those values. Values are still the cornerstone on how the team should be built. For example, uh, being humble is important to us. We are uh, individually humble, collectively proud. Community, feeling of community is very important to us. Passion, determination. So we need someone who would fit in and would be able to contribute to Molecules culture. But on the growth side, when I look at things, uh, of course, being, being analytical is, is, I guess, ground zero. Mm-hmm. But then I, what I look for a lot is systems thinking. Does this person see a particular growth tactic as a hack? Is this a tactical person or is this a systems person? And, and what brought you from when you are say zero to 5 million in annual revenue, that's where a lot of hacks are healthy. But Mm -hmm. when you are a company that's, that's trying to grow massively, your revenue has grown by 10 X, 20 X. When you are say a company that's about to do hundred million in revenue, beat any company tactic hacks don't work anymore or hacks might work in the initial stage. But when you want to scale to that 50 million revenue, 60 million revenue, hundred million revenue, you need to go back to first principles and think through systems. It's not about then leveraging a small gap that Facebook has and you can game the algorithm. Yes, you can do it for a week or a month. And then what would you do after? Because as a business, you need to deliver stable, sustainable and robust growth. Yeah. And, and I think I, I tend to look for that quite a lot. Yeah. I love that individually humble, collectively proud. That's fantastic. Thank you. Great. um, A great way to look at like just a corporation in general. That's what everybody should embody. Mm-hmm. especially a startup, uh, yeah. a growing quickly startup. So that's a great segue into traction. So you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, taking companies to the next level. What, what stage are you guys at and what can yeah. you hear as far as like maybe customers or what kind of traction are you guys seeing with Molecule? So we've been selling for about two years now and I can, I'll share what I can share. It's been, a, it's been an amazing ride so far. Our business is entirely D2C so far. So think about it this way. We have an $800 20 pound hardware device 
and we and it's it's scientifically very different and due to all the changes that's happening in the commerce industry we are we have been able to build a solid business just direct to consumer and in the two years that we have been selling we have never had a month where we did less than seven figures in revenue mm-hmm. and we have grown triple digits percentage points year on year so yeah nice. you could use that to calculate where we would be right now but it's been an amazing growth journey we have been consistently able to deliver growth and and thanks to all the tools available for anyone for everyone right now we are fortunate that we were able to launch a multi million dollar per month business just to begin with yeah that's fantastic and i lo- i always love hearing when people are selling the you know high ticket high quality products because then you're dealing with you know less customers quality customers and you're yes. really getting an emphasis on uh, on quality feedback because you're dealing with less people uh, effectively and compared absolutely to- it also uh, the, it also I've, I've realized this in the hindsight but if you're doing a high asp but a high quality product it allows you the it gives you the money and the resources to tell your story properly mm-hmm. because if if this was a twenty dollar hairpin or something like that, then our advertising would be focused on buy now. But we need to tell a broader story. Our consumers are not buying this in their first visit to our website. They take the time. They think through what they need. They, there is an avenue for us to tell a bigger story, which is about their health and what the product can offer them. So we've been fortunate about that because the emphasis is on this new technology and and we have a very high quality product we can do a lot of things differently than what a lot of other D2C companies have not been able to do. Yes. Yeah. And that's a, a, another good segue into technology that we can cover. Yeah. And that is one of the things that fascinates me like in, in the future that's coming around the corner that a lot of people aren't really thinking about is the concept of hyper lean businesses where you're dealing with mm. one person that has 10 arms because they have all these amazing yep. tools at their disposal. So uh-huh. as far as like tools that you guys use as like a 140 plus person company now, what tools are you guys using that you would recommend for somebody that's scaling up? So it's a really interesting question because it's been one of the pain points for us as well. And, and one thing to note is we are a hardware business and hardware intrinsically is very hard because you have a lot of physically moving. We have a lot of moving parts that are physically available in some part on the map. Like if your device is made in Asia, the filters are made someplace else in the US, then you have stuff always moving across the map. So it becomes very, very tricky. So for a hardware business that's reaching our scale, uh, an ERP becomes very, very important. <laughs> now, it's, not, it's nothing cutting edge, but, but I was just in a, in a meeting yesterday and I heard about this one company that, that could have gone IPO sooner but because they did not have an ERP they could not meet the financial qualifications that are needed to get into an IPO oh. so so it's uh, and it, it's a big multi-billion dollar company it's IPO'd now but it wasn't IPO'd in the right at the right time so ERP becomes the lifeblood or the lifeline of an organization that that's hardware focused at some stage but internally like choosing the right project management tools become very important we are going through that stage now where we have multiple projects running, we're bringing in program managers who help us keep it going. So we're using Rike for all our marketing campaigns and for us to manage our creative workload, we use Rike to ensure that we're doing the right things at the right time. 
And then, uh, so organization-wise, we also use Pingboard. So there are some tools that all of us have started using, but on the growth side, we, we still lean very heavy on spreadsheets because that's what the team is really good at. And the team can crank out anything you want on a spreadsheet. So we are very heavy users of, I would say, Google Sheets. Uh, we have moved pretty much our entire operations to Google Suite. We don't use Office as much. So it just gives us more flexibility to work together. But uh, outside of that, we have our tool stack for each of the individual things we work on. And right now, what I'm most excited about is we're deploying a CDP. So uh, it's called a customer data platform. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're deploying something called Telium. And what a CDP allows us to do is it allows us to ingest uh, data from all our sources. So think about data from our advertising channels, think about data from our website, from our app, from our hardware device, from Facebook, Google, it ingests all of that data. And then it gives you a customer view of your data. So what it'll, it'll be able to do is Steve, he saw this and this ad and he saw this email and Steve has this app and in the app he does these 10 things and on the device he does these two things and on the website he comes in once every month and he looks at this white paper. So it gives us a, a, a view, a point of view as a customer. What is that customer doing? And then it allows us to build rules. So I can say Steve is a user who uses the app once a day. And then you could be segmented into an audience. And then it links back to SMS, Facebook, email. And I can automate campaigns where I would say, if Steve has done this, send him this email. And if he has opened the email, then send him a push notification. If he has not opened the email, send him a text message. So we are orchestrating what, I like to think of this as a CRM solution for a B2C company. In the B2B industry, CRMs are well-defined. You have Salesforce, you have HubSpot. But in the B2C space, especially when you're running a commerce company that doesn't need people to sign in and you have 80% of your website viewers are are anonymous because there's no login needed. How do you build a CRM at scale for such a company where you know website visitors, but you don't know who they are? Yeah. And, and, and that's, I think that tool is going to be groundbreaking for us because that tool would allow us to leverage our resources and, and instead of trying to run everything manually, create rules and, and automate our marketing. That's awesome. That's awesome. Cause that, a lot of people, when they think about growth, they're just thinking the, the front end of growth where it's like mm -hmm. new users coming on. But I, I talked to a friend of mine, Willie Tran, who used to be um, one of the heads of growth at Dropbox. And he always talked about the importance of the upsell, of upselling people after yes. they've signed up. And that's what people often forget about when they think about growth is they think of it just as onboarding new users. Yes. There's actually an entire industry focused on that upsell exactly. and that sounds fantastic that you guys are, are there's actually there's actually one more thing that a lot of people don't think about you upsell to get more value more economic value mm -hmm. but there's something about word of mouth marketing and say if you can't upsell further that's fine too but then how do you create loyalty how do you create brand retention because one if one customer got you one new customer over 12 month time period, that's hundred percent growth. Yeah. So, so how do, and most brands, and, and this would be one thing that I wish growth people saw differently. It's not so much just about throwing in people, but a sustainable engine, a sustainable growth engine 
learns or leverages the current user base to get us more users. And when it comes to software industry, it's, it's easier because uh, Uber can do it where you get a credit and you get another user and so on. But if you, even if you look at non-software industries, Nike, if you look at McDonald's, if you look at like top brands that consumers love, well, McDonald's is not the right example. If you look at Nike, if you look at airline industry, commerce always comes down to what's your word of mouth marketing. Mm-hmm. And if people are happy, if your first 100,000 customers are going to be your champions, then you have built a sustainable growth engine that does not need you to spend money to get more users. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said. I've heard a lot of people that will come to me and and people that I know and say like, Hey, you know, what are, what are some great growth hacks to get this Mm -hmm. up? And I was like, okay, do your customers love the product? First of all, (laughs) like step one. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Yeah. What I've come to realize, what I've come to realize is organic, Companies are a lot like individuals or organisms. For example, if I am interested in connecting with more people and more smart people who are more smarter than I am, at some point I also need to bring in good content. And that's when, say, when I talk to you, if you like this conversation, you would you would say, Hey Gaurav, you should connect with this one person who is very smart and you guys would enjoy. So don't do something. If you're running a company, don't do something if individually you don't see yourself doing it. There's always an analogous situation where you could find how would myself as a person behave and branding and growth and everything comes around. How do, how do individuals evolve? And that's how companies should evolve too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what, uh, what's coming for molecule? Like what, uh, what can people look forward to with, uh, with Mm. what's coming maybe this year, maybe next year, anything that you can share about upcoming uh, features or so. Yeah, that's interesting. So, we have always seen ourselves as, an, as, a, as a bigger company than just an air purifier. We don't sell air purifier, we deliver clean air to people. Uh-huh. And this year is about trying to figure out how do we as a company demonstrate that. And, 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 and while you go on our website right now, you see one product. The goal is to figure out how do we reorient the company from air purifier to air purification. And that's something that the teams have been working on. Hardware generally has a long product cycle. It takes us 18 to 24 months. Generally, it takes anyone 18 to 24 months to ship a good hardware product together. And unlike software, you have to get it right the first time. There's not a lot of improvements you can do once the product has been built, built, and you've spent millions of dollars in setting up the factory. So there are important, interesting announcements coming out throughout, but it just means we have to be patient and, and have the tenacity to do them right. Yeah. The other thing that we are also constantly watching out for is uh, this is an ever increasing problem. Air pollution is only going to increase. Climate change is real and people would, it's all some, some parts of the world are already burning under the problem. There are millions and millions of people dying uh, because of this issue. So we are, we also, when we look at the company, we also seem, we also look at ourselves and we want to make a global impact. And while the U.S. has been our first market, we definitely have ambitions to grow globally as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that was um, so important to myself. You know, my wife, wife and I moved into a house and we really wanted to make sure the air was clean and like uh-huh. we cleaned the, the vents and everything. And it's an older house. So we wanted to really just make sure that everything was clean. So when we were looking into air purifiers, it was top priority. And I think that that's... Actually, I'm so glad you guys were aware about this because as per American Lung Association, 140 million Americans are breathing unhealthy air. 
it's 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 ironic people and in, including myself we all tend to think we're breathing really healthy air here and that's true but that's not true for 140 million americans and there are day-to-day goods we bring in like we bring furniture that's chemically treated that's going to off gas we have pets and pets have pet allergies and pet odors uh, a lot of us half the households in the u.s have mold issues so the situation is not much better here, just that the nature of pollutant is different. It's not smoke coming out from a factory, but we are still exposed to a lot of pollutants out there that we need to watch out for. Yeah, that's a really important point. It's not just smoke coming out of a factory. There's plenty of things that yes. are in your house. Uh, yes. Not to scare all the listeners out there, but <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of stuff um, that is just kind of producing all of these these things that you can't even see that are unfortunate yeah. for you. So um, that's pretty much the, the gist of the overview of Molecule as far as where people can find you guys. Where do you prefer that people go and check you guys out? So Molecule.com, M-O-L-E-K-U-L-E. So Molecule with a K. So please check us out at Molecule.com. I, I always love to connect with, with people who want to talk business and are interested in growth. So you can find me on LinkedIn, Gaurav Agarwal Molecule. And, and I should show up. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for sitting down with me, Gaurav. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this was helpful. Yeah, for sure. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Sound Money Podcast with your host, me, Steve McGarry. If you guys want to learn more about all of our previous episodes and our upcoming episodes, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify. We are trying to get the word out there. So feel free to share the Sound Money podcast as well as like us on iTunes. Leave us a review if you feel so compelled to do so. And join us next week on the next episode because we're going to be talking about some really exciting new technologies on next week's episode. And I want you to think about how these technologies from today's episode could apply to the workplace that you are currently in. And that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.